This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Yes, good evening. It's a very special edition tonight. Off the ball in lockdown, featuring a coach who has won Kalantan and Malaysia Cup. He's won the Premier League titles with ATM and Felder. He was in charge of the national team for a few years. Currently, the head coach of Selangor. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us tonight, Coach B. Sathyanathan. Hi, Ross. Welcome. Off the ball kicks off now on BFM 89.9. So happy to have you. Guys, as usual, tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on social media. It's BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook. So, Coach, first up, let's ask, uh, how are you coping with this lockdown business? I think we're on day 599, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I think you lost count of the days, of course. Uh, but actually, uh, you know, it's a new experience for us. Uh, and, and I think I'm coping well with the lockdown, uh, especially when you are uh, do something which is positive during the lockdown and you feel the lockdown is uh, something else we have learned from this experience it's a good thing in life yeah yeah a- absolutely now you you say you're coping well i i should really be asking your your wife do you think mrs satyanathan is quite bored of you by now yeah she's she's always uh you know she always uh complains that i'm not around the house but this time uh, it's going to be a, a month, uh, more than a month. Then uh, she's feeling tired of looking at me. So uh, <laughs> two TVs, yes, there is a TV up on, on the first floor and the second on the ground floor. So she can watch either one when I'm not watching. <laughs> you can't have too much of a good thing, coach. So serious, yeah. seriously, do you, I mean, looking at all the we, every day we read the news all around the world. How do you think Malaysia is, is coping with this unprecedented disease, madness? Well, praise to Dr. Isham Abdullah. I mean, uh, he's doing well, he's coping. And the country is doing well. I mean, uh, yeah, people are more aware about things. When they started the lockdown, maybe people were angry and things like that, but people are more aware about it. Thanks to, to some effort from uh, Dr. Isham Abdullah explaining things on TV on the media, I think he has uh, caught the attention of the, the people or the citizens of Malaysia because, I mean, he's, he's, uh, the way that he presents himself is it, it, fantastic. So I think we are coping well with the COVID. Yeah, uh, I totally, 100% agree with you. Something to yeah. be proud of Malaysia about, actually, that this yeah. during these unprecedented times. So... What, what's your what's your current um, daily routine then, Coach? Do, do you what? Wake up at noon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, most, uh, most of the time, that I wake around a bit late. late uh, I'm sure this is quite late. Because uh, the time, you know, the time when my eyes, I can't watch much TV or, or tune in to any of the YouTube channels on TV because my son is busy watching Ryan. So, uh, once he goes to sleep, then the action starts. Uh, I watch a lot of this uh, uh, program on football. Uh, I mean, it is a lot of things to do because after the start of the league, I think uh, we sit down in front of the TV, watch our games again and again and see what went wrong and what we did right and how, how we got to plan for the next, uh, next uh, training session. Yeah. Like this. So, yeah, it's been uh, quite a busy uh, routine. Good, 
Good, good. Glad to hear you, you're keeping very busy. Yeah. So how, how often do you check in with, with the rest of the squad? Okay, there are two, two, two groups in this, uh, when you talk about the squad. There are the, the, the coaching side, which is the technical group, and that's the players, yeah. So uh, I uh, keep in touch with the players by sending them uh, messages and sending them uh, emails uh, regarding uh, the training that we are going to do, the coming training, what went wrong. You know, remember I'm saying that I've been the analysis of the game during the late nights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I do is I do the video uh, editing and I will send them all through their mails, the hot mails and things like that. So, and uh, uh, we did a Zoom, we, we did a Zoom, uh, this one, uh, to get the uh, coaches in. So we discussed about our coming training sessions, what we should do and what we did wrong and what we can improve on the team. So I think it's quite been busy with the players getting a streamline of, of emails from me. Uh, some of them uh, also, I talked to them individually what they should improve on and things like this. So uh, it's been work for me. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. You, you're keeping uh, yeah. busy, but... I mean, this style of, of management coaching, uh, you, you're, relying, you're relying a lot on the player. The player can just quite easily say, yeah, coach, I've, I've done the training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, 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 the thing the players can't lie is when they come back. <laughs> uh, when they come back, there's a test, a battery of tests for them. So they can't go through that. They don't get your, maybe their full salary. Yeah. When, when, when do you realistically think football will return to Malaysia? Well, I, I think it's around July. Uh, looking at the progress that we made out of this lockdown and things like this, and if, if we follow the SOP, uh, we follow it uh, strictly, I think we'll get back to our feet, on our feet, maybe in July. And, and w when it comes back, do, do you think it will be played behind closed doors? Will there be restrictions? I mean, are you going to make players wear masks? No, I think we're going to mask on because, you know, breathing will be a problem. I think uh, uh, the other things, yeah, the SOP, like keeping ourselves, and, uh, I mean, yeah, it's wrong to tell to keep a distance in the game because it's tackling and things like that. But there are other kinds of procedures like, you know, you don't let the uh, no crowd I mean, stadium will be not, no, we break the crowd and things like that. But there are there SOPs that we can follow. And, you know, you look, uh, even a Bundesliga is going to start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what is very important is if we remain inactive for a long time, it's not only good for the football in the country. We must think of obligation to the, to the sponsors. The sponsors have already paid their money. Some of them already paid their money up front. So what are we looking at? We are looking at the whole economy of the football industry. This is what we have to do. We are just like any other workers that rely on production. We, uh, the football industry, rely on 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 match production. So this, this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so what you're saying now uh, is it's pretty impossible to cancel the season because too many things have been put into motion. Correct. Yes, uh, yes, I, I believe uh, health come first, but there are things that uh, we, we just can't, for the next seven months in this country, we just can't do uh, things like uh, sit down in the house and don't do anything, right? Yeah. So there will be a time where things improve. Yeah. 
and with the with the modern facilities, with the medical expertise, with the uh, experience from China and things like this. So, I think Malaysia is is in the right path. We are doing it well. So, I think I have every confidence that things will get better, and in July, certain industry can be opened up for for people to enjoy it and for people to carry on with their lives. Yeah, good, good. I mean, let's hope so. When it does come back, though, do you think the season will be prolonged or do you think teams will be forced to play a whole bunch of games in a short period of time? I mean, uh, there are two things, uh, Ross. Uh, we play too many games in a matter of uh, uh, a short period of time. What will happen will be most of the star players, or uh, the players that will be using uh, teams of all teams, uh, that will be using the star players often will be injured for national duties. Yeah, yeah. So that is the thing. So I think they will maybe forego some competitions that we have in Malaysia mm. and concentrate on the competition that uh, brings us to AFC and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, say, I mean, players' welfare has got to be considered. I, I know. Yes. We're, we're going to have a massive backlog when we eventually do start up again. So. Yep. Yep. What what what's what's Selangor doing to help in in this current fight for for COVID nineteen? We read every day about the heroes on the front line. I, I, is yeah. the team? Are are you guys doing anything? Yeah, certain players have gone uh, out of their list to to, to to help, like Sean Savaraj has been given uh, uh, some kinds of uh, goodies to the to the poor poor people around his areas and then uh, a lot of them had donated their, their earnings to some certain groups who have started helping people uh, during these uh, difficult times. So uh, players are doing their part, uh, officials are doing their part and like you said, uh, we, are, we are doing things but uh, we, don't, we don't put it on the media and things like that. Good. Good. Brilliant. Brilliant. Don't worry. Nobody listens to us anyway, coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good one. I so, I mean, um, we, we, we read in the UK about clubs furloughing the non-playing staff. I mean, when, when, I, when I thought about that, uh, Malaysia must be quite badly hit. You, you got your... Your what? The people who work in stadiums and all that are, are they being yeah. looked after? I know, I know. Slangor and JDT recently came out and said, "Look, we're paying our, our staff and all that, so no problems yeah. there." No, Slangor is really taking care of the staff. I think uh, what what in Malaysia is the difference between Malaysia and countries like in Europe or Japan or Japan. It is that uh, the stadium don't belongs to us, right? So the only staff that they really take care of, they have to take care of the working staff, the, the cleaners and things like that at the office, at their headquarters and things like that. I think Slangha is taking care of all the workers, the staff. Yes. Brilliant stuff. Right, guys, we're going for our first break. We are talking to Slangha head coach B. Sathinathan back right after this. Where's the try? And he's always prepared to give it a go. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Because whilst he's there, it's been very difficult for other clubs to get near them. He's that good. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Ross here on a very special Off the Ball in Lockdown, talking to Slango head coach B. Sathyanathan. Coach, the current MSL season uh, is paused. Um, four matches in. Uh, 
quite terrible time. I mean, JDT leading, but but you for you guys, four matches played, one win. What was it a couple of draws, a defeat? It has come at a good time for Slangor. Do you think? Yeah, there's a pros and cons. Uh, things like uh, you know, after four games, uh, we have uh, won one, drawn two, and lost one. Yeah, and after the loss against Qatar, there was the lockdown. So, you know, sometimes when you look at it, it might be positive because there were fans who were angry with our performance, especially angry with me, things like that. And uh, it boiled over, like they're coming to the training sessions and things like this. So, luckily for us, the COVID has stopped all this uh, talk about, uh, you know, putting pressure on the team and things like this. Uh, it, it is sometimes, some things that I say, sometimes, I say it's a pros and cons because uh, it can relax the players. Uh, the pressure that I'm facing is the pressure that players are facing. Uh, so there's a lot about talk about slang or should be on the top and with, with players like Brandon Grant, players that we, we broke in and for this season, we should be on the top of the table. But it's not that easy. So maybe uh, this pause in our league will be good for Slango because like I said we should we, we all come back to uh, to to looking at the games winning or losing or, uh, or the draw of the games that we saw we see our weakness we can rectify things in a matter of time so this pause has given us the time yep. so and maybe it's, it's good for Slango absolutely absolutely. I, I, I imagine the players and even you uh, have that fire inside of you, you want to put that Kadar loss right immediately, right? As soon yeah, as you get back. Yes, yes. It's, it's true, yes. So, yes. The, the current Slango squad, you, you, you mentioned it before, you got the likes of Brendan Gunn, you've spent some money this season yeah. assembling the squad. Yeah. Are, are you actually yes. happy with the balance, with everything? No, I'm really uh, happy with the, the squad because uh, Slango uh, officials have given me the place that I want. Uh, but you know, it takes time. Last year we uh, we started off very badly in the league, but we ended up third in the table. But I'm confident next season uh, we will be the challengers. I, I'm sure because uh, I know the players have not found the rhythm. Just imagine, Ross. Uh, we we played four games and we are not even in our fifty percent capability of what the team can do. Yeah. And yet we only lost one game. Yeah. I just imagine we hit all cylinders. I think uh, will be a good team. I, I know it will be a team. But it, it, it's, the, it's the conundrum, isn't it? It's getting your, your yeah. team to fire on all cylinders and yeah. you expect it as a coach to win something every season. How do you deal with yes. that kind of pressure? Well, uh, it's a challenge for me, but uh, I love this kind of challenges. Uh, I love to work uh, where people give targets, people give me challenges. I love this kind of uh, uh, this kind of uh, what you call pressure. I love to work under pressure. That is something in me. If I'm not, uh, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I should have retired a long time ago. Yeah, quite quite easily. I mean, yes, yeah. I, I can agree with that. So tell us a little, little tell us a little bit about the squad. Seeing as I've got you here, tell, um, who's the noisiest member in the dressing room when you during on match days? The noisiest, the funniest uh, that make noise is uh, Shazwan. Uh, they call him the captain. Yeah, he's always got, he got something to say, something to the, 
during the uh, 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 on the pitch and off the pitch. It's something that tells you crack some jokes where everybody will start laughing, giggling, things like that. So he's him most probably the noisiest. Yeah. <laughs> Who who's the flashiest dressed one? Does somebody come in in designer clothes, coach, and, and you just like shake yeah, your head? Yeah, yeah, Sean, Sean Silver. I, I sometimes I can't understand his fashion. Yeah. <laughs> do Do you have a word about the hair color as well? Yeah, yeah, I had. I told him. I told him. I told him. Yeah, <laughs> I told him about his hair colors. Uh, people don't 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 look at his skill, but they look at his hair rather than looking at his skills. So that but, is like a, a camouflage. Yeah. But but that's that, that's your typical. That's how the the young players behave now. And and, and to be fair, that that's like a small bad thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I agree. Yes. Okay. Who uh, obviously they all train hard. Are, are, are there players? Is there a player who, who you read like David Beckham used to stay behind two hours and practice free kicks and all that? Are there players who do that? Oh yes, uh, you know some. This is a very interesting question. Uh, I mean, it's a question to me because many people have this uh, this this thinking that the Malaysian footballers are not hardworking. They are hardworking. They are very hard. I, I've seen all my years, 30 years of coaching. Now the players are really hardworking because they know professionals, they're earning good with this, this, in this, in their jobs. They're doing very well, you know, to sustain or to do better in the future because they train, they train very hard. Yeah. And a lot of players will stay back. I see people like uh, Shamin, people like uh, Brandon, people like... There's so many to mention that uh, they do extra after our training hours. I mean, Brendan Gunn, you mentioned there, uh, he's been the toast of, of the country recently with his performances. He's probably at the peak of his powers. Uh, I, I mean, is he settling well? Uh, he's, I guess he's a foreigner. He's really Australian, but with Malaysian yeah. blood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brendan is a true professional. Uh, he's settling well. With, he has no problems with any players problem with the officials. He is a professional. He's a real pro. He's a real shell of a guy. And then uh, he just got to meet me. Uh, and then uh, he takes care of himself. He's very professional. He, he trains well. He eats well. He sleeps well. And I cannot ask anything but, uh, anything more from him. But uh, he's slowly jelling to the team. One thing that people must understand, the team must understand, is we don't depend on Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, they... Brandon should depend on the others. Yeah. You don't think of Brandon should be what we depend on. He's one of the many that will perform for the team. He's there, he's paid the, uh, to do the job. That's all. There's so many players. It is, it is not only the 11 players, the matter of 25 players in the squad. Absolutely. So, so I think Brandon is feeling the heat when people, you know, the fans, you know, there's so much of so much of expectation from him. Uh, maybe he's coping it now. It, you know, it is quite difficult for him. But maybe after the fifth, sixth game, he will settle in like any other players, new players in the squad. That's all. Oh, yeah, I mean, we as fans, we, we think of players as robots. I, I know Brendan's yeah. recently become a dad, so that's massive yeah. in his world as well. And, and yeah, I mean, what about the other foreigners? Um, do, do they rub off? I mean, are, are they a good influence on the rest of the squad? I think coming um, in the same influence, they have very big influence with the local boys. Uh, you 
you know, you have characters. You have characters like Kayla, he is a monster, yeah. Uh, he, he is actually the, the team that uh, he is the guy who, who motivates the team. He is the coach on the field. He is the coach uh, when the coach is not around, when I am not around. Yeah. So I think uh, I think he, he plays a very important part on the development of the team. And then comes Sandro. Sandro uh, is uh, 35, 36. And people, you know, he's at that age where people sometimes expect too much from him. But he's a kind of guy who which, which will change the moments of the game. So, uh, and he's a fantastic pro. And then you have uh, Ifadayo, who has been um, sensational. I mean, he's been scoring three goals in four games. All right. Need, but, yeah. So, uh, we have good foreigners. We have good foreigners. Uh, we have Rafino, who came back from a long-term injury. He works very hard. He's, he's a monster in training. He, he loves to train, even covid 19 is not happy because he cannot train. Uh, so what he trains in on the field is only uh, uh, self isolated in the house and things like that. So he's not happy with it. He called me and said, "Coach, can I can I go to the gym? Can I can I go to on the field?" I said, "No, no way. You'll be arrested. You'll be sitting behind the uh, the bar and you'll be training in the uh, in the jail. So why stay at home and train? You know things like this. Uh, they 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 they're really good. The foreigners are really good." I'm, I'm quite happy with all the foreigners. Safwan Baharudin is, is, a, is a super professional. I mean, they have very good influence on the local boys. Brilliant, brilliant. So yes. glad to hear it. So when it all comes back then, what, what will Selangor's ambition for this uh, MSL season be? Well, uh, I really want Selangor to play at the AFC uh, tournaments. We must qualify for the AFC tournament. And I feel that uh, we deserve it because the way how hard the, 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 the team works and how hard the staffs in Slangor FA, the officials, the president, our His Royal Highness, uh, RMS have been you know, inspirational to all of us so that Slangor should be in the AFC tournaments. Brilliant, brilliant answer. Let's hope that happens. We're going for another very short break. We're talking to Slango head coach B. Sathinathan. We are back right after this. England's highest quality title race of all time, but coming out on top again in the Premier League, Manchester City. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Build a mentality in that dressing room that's powerful, strong, made them feel like they're unbeatable. What a coach. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. And we are back. It's off the ball in lockdown. We're talking to Slangor head coach B. Satyanathan. As usual, tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on social media. It's BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Now, Coach Satya, um, to call you an outspoken coach would be an understatement. I, 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 <laughs> you know yourself. Um, I, I, I mean, this season alone, you laid into slang of fans uh, on the topic of racism. Now, that, that is a big problem. Uh, that's not eradicated since the year dot. Uh, yeah. I mean, how much, how annoying is that for you? It's very annoying, uh, Ross. It's really annoying because... I'm 62 years old. Uh, you can say that I was born after my death. And I went through all this work in the early 70s, 80s, 90s, things, 60s. You know, uh, it's becoming very, very bad in our country. I can say it, I can say it openly. I'm not a guy who likes to hide things. We go straight to the point. I think 
we are we are really doing terrible on this racism issues. Yeah, do you, do you think after I mean what's happening now this lockdown this covid you think after that the general public your your football going fan you think they will understand that it's it's not Malays versus Chinese it's not Indians versus Malays it should be humans us it, 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 it is it is true it is true i think but we are the people that the system made us to be right it is the system it is the way that we look at things it is the way look at the parents that they bring the children to the games cross yeah if they are if they are if that if the father or the mother is a racist yeah the child will learn this off uh, shouting at the stadiums they will learn off from other people the children will hear ah that is okay because once they shout the 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 the, the censored word yeah. yeah yeah against a certain race yeah it is becoming a laughing laughing matter for all the fans and the child will say oh that is a good thing you know he's is joking it's laughing everybody's laughing i should also say the same word and things like this right it is very open in the media in the social media you can see you can see it on that like as though there's nothing it is is the one of the words from the dictionary it is like this i know i so know so when people accept and people accept it and keep on accepting it and this is where i got really got angry because something must be done to change this yeah and yeah. It, and it starts with the fans in the stand making a stand yeah. when they hear stuff yeah. like that and and we yeah. can actually help eradicate it but i mean how do you educate fans in in the long term how how do we start now to make sure that it, it it's wiped out in 10 years ross it is not about educating fans it's about educating the citizens it starts in school if you go to a school now i'll bet you i'll bet my single dollar if you go to a university you go to a college you go to the school you can see the segregation you can see how divided the, the, the people are you can see the chinese with the chinese the indians with the indians the malays with the malays look at the hockey did you did you 20 years ago or 15 years ago can you see an hockey team without a sink yeah without a sink playing it yeah now is 99% of one race hmm. so you can see from there sports has been killed yeah it's like this start from school uh, during during my time in 1960s 1970s rose i still remember there was a tournament called sukan muhibah where in the sepak takraw there must be a chinese there must be a indian there must be a black in my school it is always uh, it's a rule like in my school those days you must sit beside a black or a chinese if you are an indian hmm. all these will bring us back to 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 have a a a atmosphere which is called muhibah and that muhibah word has been forgotten for a long time ago it started maybe 1990s no so it, it all goes back to school when you start educating people when they were still from young age they have this they, they will turn out to be friends when they come to the stadium they will know yeah. so i think you cannot educate educate fans you only can ask fans Uh, behave but to educate them is that is quite difficult at this age absolutely i mean i i i know i know how 
a fiery character you can be. And and I know it must be a lot for you to actually bite your tongue. And this happens like every week, at, at every match, right? Yes, yes. It's been a daily this one from for some of the fans because you know I call them keyboard warriors. That word for them. Uh, they don't come at the stadiums. They just look at the Liverpool and Manchester United game and suddenly and Slango is down by one goal. They just comment on it on the keyboard and but they look at the screen on the mama shop is look at Liverpool playing Manchester United but not seeing Slango playing against Johor, Slango playing against Qatar. So they are keyboard warriors. They just want to uh, put something in to get their own fans. They they, they build their own fans around them. They there are some Facebook, some uh, some uh, Twitter, some guys they, they they love to be, you know, people to come in to comment their 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 thoughts and things like that. They they build a fan among the fans. Yeah. So these are the things that happen. Yeah. That's the sad truth of today's society, coach. You've just explained yeah. that yeah. <laughs> right? Um yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, during your extensive coaching career um i i, I want to talk about your your stint as national coach you you did yes, the, you did yeah. the under 23s and then you, you took charge of the national side it, it's it's generally yeah. the highest job in any given country yes. Uh, yes. did yes. it feel like that for you yeah i mean it's a proud it was a proud moment when i was uh, made the national squad by the late uh, sultan of Bahang, yeah uh Tuanku. Uh, I didn't actually uh, look at it that I will get the national uh, uh, team uh, coach, but at that time, at that time of the moment when when we under 23 did well in the Madeka tournament, it was uh, then I was made the national team coach, and it was the proudest moment of my life because every man's uh, coach dream is to be the national team coach, uh, the national team coach. So I was very lucky. I was lucky, but I knew this was really. My playing this, I knew that I would be a national coach. Really? How? How? Well, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, 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 I just thought of my, 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 my mind and uh, I told many of my friends about it. Can, can I also... Can I can, brilliant. I, I, might, I might actually ask you to give me four four digits later. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, well, if I could have given you, I would have got my... <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I will be talking on an island somewhere yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. T- 2008 was a particularly good year uh, as national coach, yes. right? With the Suzuki Cup, the Medeca tournament, what penalty yeah. shootout loss. Um, why, yeah. why did you decide to step down after that? What did you, did you feel that's as far as you can go as national coach? Yeah, I know. Uh, at that time, I was uh, was doing the match because the final straw came against UAE in the yeah, World yeah. Cup qualifiers. But I, I, I guess, uh, this is uh, you know certain things that I can't reveal. Yeah. But uh, I knew things were going against me, so I decided that uh, after getting trashed by UAE, I told the truth that uh, things are not right, and that didn't go down well with some some people at the, at the higher authorities. So they they showed me the exit, so I took it and you know. Uh, uh, ended my national coach career. So, but I was lucky. I was lucky. If you, if you consider, I was lucky because uh, not everyone, every coach can be a national coach. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and let's face it, you, you were not the worst, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, By yeah. a long way. But one thing, Rose, many people don't understand. Uh, 
the team that I took for the Suzuki Cup later two years after uh, the, the next edition they became the champions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that year that I took the Sea Games, uh, the 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 Sea Games in Korak, I had the youngest team in 2007 and 2009 they became champions. Yeah. So and th- nine of the uh, nine of the players played 2009. Mm. Uh, key members of the team. Brilliant, brilliant. So, uh, what, what about co- the, the coaching the, the, the club sides? Um, what's your most and least enjoyable stint? I, I mean, I, I would say probably ATM. You had a lot of success with them, didn't you? Or Felder as well. Yeah, but, but no, I really, uh, the most uh, enjoying or the most that I remember is Kelantan. Ah, because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelantan, Kelantan have not won a single cup. Single cup in the entire uh, history of Kelantan FA, right? That so, was that was 2010, wasn't it? When you won the cup? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I I went up there after Boyan won the title, and literally Boyan could not walk along the streets. Was it that kind of uh, pop star adulation for you as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they even put a Kelantanese name for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy to be named uh, a client. The people gives you a Kelantanese name when you are not yeah yeah not in their heart. It's it's a whole different world up there, isn't it? And and yeah, and, it's all I mean, different. Yeah, the stadium is right in the middle of the town, and, and you know it really feels different. So okay, that's an. No, that, it's, it's actually uh, put it this way: it is an oil seat of football in in Malaysia. Yeah, that's a great yeah. description. Great description. Yeah. What what about your least enjoyable stint? What was it? Well, uh, my least was when I was my man in uh, in in Felda. Why? Why? Why was it so so not enjoyable? I thought you had success there, didn't you? I had success, but later, you know, a great team like Felda, where we, we built the team, yeah. And the following year, when we became champion of the Premier, and then went to Super League. All of a sudden, there was no money. There was no money. There was no finance. The payments were late. You know things like that. It 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 actually uh, start off like I didn't like the scenario at the time because I knew you know, we had a bunch of players who could be champions. Exactly. But when 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 things don't go well, when the management changed and they had a different kind of idea that we are paying too much for the coach, we are paying too much for the players. We should bring in all the Felda Sattler's uh, children and things like that. It, it is not, it doesn't make any sense because you cannot build teams overnight. You cannot just change teams overnight. It's a shame. And it's a shame. Day. Yeah, they, they, they plowed money into a stadium. I, I thought they were yeah. the real deal, you know? No, no, no. The, 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 the ambition of the team changed. I mean, it's they talk about money, but money is not that, number one. It is how you plan things, how you, what keep your your ambitions alive like uh, you can do things other, other than just cutting on telling them uh, we should change players because we should have more of settlers people uh, children inside and it doesn't work like that because if 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 there are uh, settlers children who can play 11 of them can play football and you have a team and uh, then you, you say you can have the team but look at Liverpool Did, uh, um, is everyone born in Liverpool? Mm. no mm. no yeah, so it, you cannot have this kind of idolatry of the players who are who are the 
Kasar Lesan or players from Negeri Sembilan or players from Selangor must play for Selangor. No, you cannot have this. It's a professional world. So they have, they changed their kind of uh, uh, thinking and I was quite disappointed. Uh, I left uh, Florida. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, we're going to take our very final break. When we come back, we're going to be asking Coach some of the questions you have been sending in to me via Twitter. Stay tuned. The serial winner has got another trophy for the cabinet. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Captain, leader, legend. Off the ball on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Off the ball in lockdown, talking to Slango head coach B. Satyanathan. As usual, tweet us at BFM Radio. Follow us on social media. It's BFM Football on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Many thanks to Mahesh, who sent me a question. He asks you, coach. He says, comparing it today to the youth of 97 or even to the 2000 uh, Olympic squad, what is the quality of youngsters today? Well, my answer is a good question. Uh, I thought uh, nobody remembers this uh, 97 and 2000 Olympics. But, well, uh, it's a, a lot of difference. Uh, the quality to come in straight to your to answer your question is uh, the quality is better now. Uh, you have 97 where all youths were picked up on a selection basis where coaches went around the country to look for for the players for the 97 because we were hosting the World Cup and finally we had uh, 45 players selected but now we don't do this kind of selection now there are competitions uh, plenty in the country where we can go around and see them playing an actual uh, competitive football and you can see the true colors of a player when he plays competitive football or an official game so that's the difference and if we look at technique and skills and things like this, I think the players now are better because they play more competitive games than players that were born in 79, 78, 76 and things like that for the 97 youth to the 2000 Olympics. So, uh, plenty, plenty of difference. This, this, this young players from the uh, Academy, Academy Mokadari, from the, from the district, uh, uh, I mean, uh, academies and things like that, they play more games than before. So I think the players of today is better than players of the years 97 and 2000 Olympics. Would you say mentality-wise, they are more superior as well? Mentality-wise, physical-wise, because mentally they are men- mentally they are playing competitive games. Okay. So they fight every week. And if we're talking about technically, because they are training nearly every day. All right. And also another thing is physically. Physically, the players are stronger now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, the, the changes in the Malaysian diet, but physically, they are stronger now. Okay. Yeah. Well, and also, I, I guess they, they spend more time on social media now. <laughs> yes, yes. They, yeah, you can see Beckham bending the ball. Like so, more exposure. So when when you mention when you go across the country to, to see players play in tournaments, is that how Selangor does its scouting? And, and how often do you do that in a season? Okay, uh, Slango, uh, they have this, uh, uh, I think, a very systematic way of doing things because they have the under-17 competition, they have the under-19 competition, they have the under-15, they have the under-12, and they have uh, league competition for the seniors, things like this. So they are quite uh, well off in all these kind of organized uh, tournaments. And, you know, it, the respective coaches like the 
the under-21 coach will always go around looking, scouting for the players who are below the age of 20. And it goes down the line for the under-19s, under-17s, under-15. I think uh, Slango have a very uh, organized kind of uh, league running in the state. And this is uh, thanks to the new management, which which is being very professional. Good. Good. Very glad to hear that. Thank you for that question, Mahesh. Uh, Scott sent in a question as well. He asks, who is the most talented player you've coached who did not live up to his potential and why? Yeah, uh, this will definitely be Akmal Rita. Yeah. Uh, uh, I say it's it's very sad because he had all the talent. I used to call him Romario for the national team. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, he, he, he was very talented, and uh, he had a stump stain in Germany that came back, and then he went to France. In France, I was in France, and uh, he played for this Avignon, one one of the teams that uh, is a uh, is a team from. I mean, it was a feeder team for a, a, a first division club. Okay, yeah, and he was playing very well, and I remember uh, we brought him. On for the Olympic qualifiers, the youngest player who was the top scorer in a group where Japan was playing. Wow! Yeah, and he was so talented. It was I love to see him. It was a pleasure to coach him. It's a pleasure to watch him train. Pleasure to see him play. Why? Uh, why? Why was his talent not realized? What happened? That, that he was sent to when he was playing in France, and then they came up with a certain rules. If I'm not mistaken, it's an ECU rule where you can let anybody, like in European Union, yeah, players yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Be, to be also a, a, a French player. Uh, if you are in France, you are a French player. You are just like a, like any of them. So they got rid of many of the foreigners, and he was one of them. So he came back to Qatar. And when he came, came back to Qatar, he played for Qatar, he got injured. Uh, he got an ACL, if I'm not mistaken. Then he came back too early from that recovery. He came back too early. They, they, they forced him to play. And then he got injured again. He got injured, I think, three times. So, you know, at the last, I brought him to Clanton to play in the finals of 2010. And he did well for me in Clanton, but he was not at his best because of the, of the injuries that he sustained. But if he would have stayed out of injuries, he would have uh, been in a better club in a better uh, in France. Yeah. I think he would have been one of the top players in the country. Sad, sad story. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're, we're we're close to wrapping up the show now. Uh, let me ask you a few questions. Um, head uh, coach, you you have been a head coach for I don't know how many years now. Too long, probably. Do you have a favorite formation? How should football be played? What what is the formation of choice? See, the formation of choices actually belongs to the players. What do you see in players? It, it all depends on players. What kind of character, what kind of players you have. Uh, but most probably, many of, many of them play 4-3-3. And it is a preferred choice of many, many coaches around the world. But in 4-3-3, there are so many, so many kinds of formation or tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use either a double uh, defensive midfield or you can use a single midfielder, holding midfielder and things like this. So it's actually uh, the choice for me, the tactics and the formation is actually uh, depend on the players that you have. You cannot force your... It's two things, Ross. If you are uh, a coach who has a one-year contract, yeah, yeah, you cannot force the players to play to your tactics. No. If you have a, a, a 
maybe the club gives you four years, which is not not common in this country. Yeah, four years or three years. That's unheard you of, coach. Start, <laughs> yeah, no, that that is quite difficult in this country. Four, three years, three, four years. You can plan what are you going to play in two years time. Yeah. That means you get players that you want. You yeah. select the players you want, and you form a formation or a tactics to play. That's your style. If you talk about slang or style, that's slang or style. But many of the coaches here, you 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 can't build teams because uh, before you build teams, you already destroyed. Absolutely, absolutely. What what a great answer. Uh, who is who is the coach you most admire in football? Well, uh, I used to, you know, uh, admire Rhinus Michael of Holland. Oh, yeah. And, yes, his total football and things like that, his concept, his ideas of football. I like John Cruyff because he is similar to uh, Shell. But uh, the modern times, it's actually it, it's about Klopp and Pep Guardiola. It's two. It's one that uh, I love to see. But funny enough, when I was in Italy, uh, Many players, many many coaches admire Antonio Conte because uh, they say he is brilliant. So I watched some of his videos, some of the sessions of the video. Yes, he is brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, yeah. okay. One fantasy signing. I'm I'm giving you unlimited cash. You are allowed to make okay. one signing for Salengo for this season. Who will it be? Oh, you speak like the shake that just bought. <laughs> okay. I will. Uh, Messi. Of course, of course. And, and where would you play him in defense? No. <laughs> where he loves to play, anywhere he wants to go. I think he is a player like that. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and you know what? MSL could be the ideal wind down for Lionel Messi, right? The ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> <laughs> and so... exactly. And what clubs, Lionel? If you're listening to this, Slangor, yeah, Slangor. Before I let you go, Coach, uh, what have you been watching most on Netflix during this lockdown? Oh, okay. What I do is, uh, I have a six-year-old son. I have my wife. We watch a Tamil drama or Hindi drama. Okay. And, and during and, your uh, own Netflix, time? Netflix, really, yeah. Do, do, during your, your personal time, what do you choose? Well, I, I like to watch, you know, in YouTube, a lot of uh, this uh, football game that they show some of the game, which is on tactics, on, on formation, uh, talks from Tom Conti, from Pepperella, Klopp, you can see that's following. And then I like to read books, like, uh, you know, there are some excellent books during the lockdown. I receive a lot of friends giving me uh, links to some books and kind of things. So I start reading, especially in football. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. Coach, thank you so much for spending time and, and talking to us. I, I wish you the safest return. Let's hope when it all comes back, Selangor will do the business, yeah? Thank you, Ross. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Selangor Head Coach B. Sathyanathan, you know, if you're stuck for things to do, do look up Off the Ball, On the Ball, um, previous shows, all available, available at uh, bfm.my. Until then... Stay home, stay safe, and have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Off the Ball, every Monday on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast.
To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.